Welcome to Creative Space Podcast. You're here with two avid students of life sharing information, insights, and knowledge on anything they can share their light on. 100%. And we're just here sharing that knowledge and through our own studies and our own experiences, just knowing that you're not alone in this whole human experience. And hopefully, you can take it and share it and take it from there. Enjoy the show, guys. Welcome back to Creating Space. You're here with Nixon. And you're here with Charlie. Brother, how are ya? I'm good. Oh, you know, I've been talking about, I've been limping around this house. <laughs> I've done my back, guys. <laughs> if anyone who's seen me in the last five days knows I hurt my back. First 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 time in um first time in my life I've been more physically capable. Than I know, you actually are. <laughs> no, you know the shit thing about it is two weeks ago I hurt my back. Yeah. And I just came good from that. Now, like, I've tweaked it again, mm. and it's been a longer stint, but it sucks because it just sort of limits me from, uh, I, I can't run right now. I cannot yeah. think of anything worse than running with this hip. Yeah. So, um, and then I was stuck in Newcastle doing a course for the last three days, and there were eight-hour days, and there's nothing worse to have a sore back and sit. Yeah. Because when you get up, you are not moving right. Like, yeah. I was actually struggling to move around the room, and the worst thing about it, like, you're jumping on and off tables because you're, like, switching between... Um, the clinician to the client and then I'm trying to make it look I'm all sweet I'm like I hope these guys fix my back with whatever we do today um, but I'm just like hobbling around and I'm just like uh, it's more, it just makes life so much more harder than it needs to be yeah I've been walking around the gym being a trainer just like limping around looking like a shot like the Terminator yeah. <laughs> but other than that I'm still able to do things so I'm still be able to, I'm still appreciative of being able to still exercise and all that type of stuff and like yeah I got good habits man because I'm telling you if I was not on tune to my food, yeah. I would mentally be distraught just because KFC of just- for comfort. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I did. Look, I got sick. Last time we did the podcast, I was actually coming down with a bit of a cold. So I've had, last two weeks, I've had a bit of a stint. Yeah. Um, and then I did have KFC on the Thursday. Look. And there's nothing better than eating when you're sick. <laughs> yeah, I understand. It's like, it's like you, I don't know, you just don't put, you don't put on weight those three days. <laughs> You don't, you don't. Yeah. So I was eating KFC, I was eating Guzman and Gomez, whatever. I couldn't even get out of the house. So whatever Uber Eats drive, I made that many friends. <laughs> well, mate, you got to um, you got to look after yourself too. You know, you, you're not exactly sitting on the couch all the time, mate. So you're all good. And then intensify that with a man flu version of it. Yeah, should have seen the dramatics. I was no joke. I was that sick that I'm like, this is my new normal. Yeah, I'm like, fuck. How am I meant to do life like this? I'm like, oh, there's so much I gotta do. I'm so busy. I'm like, oh no, if I'm like this, I was about to cry. I'm like, this is horrible. So, anyways, I don't wish upon um, anyone to have the sickness I had because I felt like I had two tongues. Yeah. Swallowing was horrible. But apart from that, you've had a bit of a milestone in your family, your little one. Yes, my little one is one years old now. Yeah, and she's doing all the tricks. Um, I was just we we're talking about it before how even Dante's doing all this new stuff. But yeah. like this first. Zero to, or more, I reckon about six months, because I think we're zero to six months, they're just little, we talked about it, like little potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> just need to be carried everywhere. But after six months to like one years old, they're just doing all these crazy things. She's finally saying dad. And I'm yeah. like this. Yeah. It's a win. And I'm like, don't make me cry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she makes me cry a lot. Eh? Yeah, Even yeah. when I took her to the, um, I would, we were looking at um, daycare tours because um, that's how it was when you meant to do these days. I don't know. I never yeah. went to daycare. Um, and then, um, and she was just there playing 
and she was just playing like, look at me, I'm doing things. I'm like, oh yeah, you're doing amazing things. And I like, I realized I'm like, oh wait, you're getting older. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to school. And I was just yeah. like, look at her, like enjoy yourself. I was like, don't cry. This is not even the first day. Of, <laughs> you know, parents cry first day of primary school. I'm sitting there crying like first tour day around preschool. Right, I told you, man, like when when we dropped him Dante off at daycare, I was the one crying and face like, are you okay? I'm like, yep. Yep. But I'm not, look, one thing I've been so against about preschool is just the amount of germs they bring back. And like Ari is the reason I got sick that first time. Yeah, man. I'm just like, my immune system's not ready. Or I'm wearing a face mask around her when she was for the first two years of preschool because I, I, I remember my nephew, my nephew used to always get me sick. And yeah. I used to be like, get this kid away from me because if I got it, I got it like threefold. I don't know why, but first, baby, baby sickness is- First what? 12 months and you, you, you get- Everything. Yes. <laughs> so, woo. Yeah, can't wait. Woo. The busiest year of my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can't wait to be out of commission. But uh, other than that, it's just, um, nah, I've been focusing a lot of professional development stuff, which yeah, has been cool. quite good. Even just um, stepping into that realm of like, even just like coming, how that transition, all that knowledge is where so I- So what did you, what was your course that you just recently did? So I ended up doing um, dry needling. Yeah, so yeah cool. Like just for insurance purposes, people. Yeah. I want you to sue me if I hit a nerve, even though I won't. <laughs> but um, now nah, I was doing the that. The only place we're going to be hitting nerves is on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sipping tea, <laughs> dropping truth bombs on yeah, people. Yeah, I understand. Um, no, nah, but the cool thing about that is it's like it was a nice space because I think uh, everyone needs to do some form of professional development. If you, if you don't go to uni, go do something that you don't understand or need to be better at because you get to be in a space of like-minded people because it's the first time I actually got to speak with people who are like chiropractors, physiotherapists, um, orthopedic people. Yeah. And um, it was just good because I'm stuck in a room exploring conversations and I'm sitting there faking it till I make it because these guys just talk medical all the time and I used to. Yeah. But because of the G3, I didn't have to explore that world anymore, nor did people understand what I was talking about. Yeah. As long as they were doing everything right and not hurting themselves, I'm like, you get an A plus from me. Yeah, 100%. You get yeah. a safety. But now it's like, it's kind of cool because I'm taking all that knowledge back to yep. being a coach. And I sound like a wizard now. Yeah, yeah, But it's good for me of just like, just refreshing my brain, getting into a room where I'm getting my thoughts challenged. I'm even able to explore questions that I've always thought about instead of leaving it up to me yep. to try and figure it out. And then um, it was nice being in a, like, in a room with like-minded people. So I've, from now on, I'm just like, I'm going to keep doing this stuff, like find little courses, like mm. two day, it's just the only pr- problem is they're on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully find like one day courses, two day courses, but some form of professional development, no matter what it is, even if it's not in your field of expertise, if anything's kind of good, because if there's something that you're trying to transition into, mm. all you're going to do is help yourself build confidence because the more you know, the more confident you are expressing that knowledge. Because if you That's can so- actually like, relay that information back to someone mm. you're learning again yeah and when you're learning and seeing that someone understands and thinks that you actually have authority in that industry yeah you're going to feel confident because you're like they're buying into your words so mm. i think that too so like it's taking a step into we always i always try and push people into doing something that they love to do yeah find that thing that you love become an expert in that thing and then relay that information into other people then they'll be like oh wow you know your thing and then after that normally people don't make a jump because they don't feel confident in doing something new now you get slowly, slowly getting that like that that step, that locomotion into a new transition of just say you wanted to get it, um, you wanted to become your own business um, 
boss, you know what I mean? Or manager, whatever. You want to step into a higher role or do something completely different because you've gone from one field to another field that's completely polar opposites. Mm. You might have the passion for it, but you're like, you still don't have the certainty because you don't think you're an authority into it. You know what mm. I mean? Professional development, understand knowledge, become more confident in what you're saying, relay that information to people and then watch your confidence grow into, I think I can do this. Yeah. Because you start feeling that you can because people are giving that energy back and saying, fuck, you know what you're talking about. Mm. And like, and that there, and then you start learning how to work your prices up <laughs> to, yeah, to be paid appropriately. Well, that's right. It's like, it's not like, it's not the the hour that they're paying for. It's the, the amount of time of leveling up. And that's where... Like people like, oh yeah, I can get it cheaper there, or I can do this price comparison. Like, yeah, sweet, you can get it cheaper there if you if you want to. This service is, and this is what I'm worth because this is what I give you, and this is how much time I've been. You're paying for the attention to and the growth of of the craft as well. Yeah. So I think that's where people kind of like they start to try and price gouge. I'm like, yeah, well, you do get what you pay for most of the time. That too, and um, you know what I always find too when it comes to like people transitioning to things, it's like just because you know so much of that doesn't mean everyone else does. Yeah, because one of my biggest things is like I like not that I, I remember when I was first early started, I just thought like nutrition and training was kind of common knowledge because it is around us. But the reason you are a professional in that position in that sport because people rely on you for the information that you've learned over the years. Like, yeah. think about it. Just a conduit for it. Just because you understand a little bit of what electricians do. Do you know all of it? Yeah. Can you go in someone's house and fix their stuff? Like, yeah. of course, that's why they get paid to be an yeah. electrician. You know what I mean? Same thing is why you get paid to be a PT because you have all the knowledge about sports science or whatever. Yeah. And nutritionists, you have all the understanding of absolutely everything about nutrition. And I think it's like one of, I, I, that's one of those things that I think just to make sure they remember, like, just because you know so much not doesn't mean everyone knows so much. That's why you charge the price you charge. Like even with stuff with um, sports rehab, I've been, I've grown up with that all my life, like mm. therapy and all this type of stuff that to me, it's second nature to understand the importance of why we do it. But other people have no clue. They've never stepped in nor have they ever had treatment done in their life. They just think shoulder pain or spine pain or thing is normal. Like we all grow yeah. up, we get old. I go, that's not normal. You just let learn that to be your new normal. We were yeah. speaking about this before. Like, I know my hip issue is not normal. If I was walking around like this for the next 50 years, I'm going to have a horrible life. Yeah. But until, anyways, long story short is pretty much what I'm trying to say is <clears throat> just because you're an expert in that area doesn't mean everyone else is an expert in that area. Hence why you should be getting paid what you need to get paid. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry about that. And um, hence why everyone's like, there's a market for everything. You know what I mean? You can't, yeah. be, a, you can't be an expert in everything. Yeah, definitely. I am... Um Actually, I didn't. We didn't really discuss about this, but I think it's a good segue into what I think a lot of places and industries. You're talking about growth and that, and you know, you're putting and going into your craft, and that's how you're paying your juice to get what you want. Mm. And I've noticed, and I don't know if it's happened in the in the current industry of like PT and stuff, but a lot of people not wanting to <laughs> not wanting to work. And it's like they want the instant gratification right now. And like, I think COVID was in a good way served the purpose because people were able to reflect on what they wanted and, you know, realign themselves. But I think what I've observed is that I've, I've noticed that people like, oh yeah, well, I'm worth that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm worth that. I want it now as opposed to being like, yeah, cool. You're, I'm worth it. I'm going to work towards it. Mm. People almost want to get paid like a CEO straight away. 
I find that into I just find that with everyone, but mm. I don't think that's in specific to any yeah. industry. I actually believe that everyone's like that. I'm like everyone wants to like get paid to do this and do that. Yeah, I, I'm earned this. I, oh, I'm not making enough money. I should be making this much money because there's two things that's going on. One, <clears throat> they have a lifestyle they can't afford. Yeah, <clears throat> and then two. I just think it's pure laziness, mm. to be honest. I'm like, cool. Like, I know what it what it means. We spoke about it last time. What it means to start from the bottom to work your way up. Mm. Like, everything takes. Like, I'm starting again. Yeah. To work my way up. Yeah. But I know that's what it takes. Like, people don't know that it's, it takes steps. You don't just get what you want because oh, you think you're worth it. You know, you got to earn it. Mm. And people don't want to earn it because it's too much effort. Yeah. It's too much hard work. They want other people to pay it for them. I'm like, if you're going to have that mentality, you're always going to be frustrated. You know what I mean? Or you know what ends up happening? You stay in the comfort zone and never make a jump because it looks like too much effort. Mm. There's two ways you go. You don't you make you don't make a move because it looks like effort, or your ego's like, oh, I'm worth this, this. And then the other one is like, it looks like too much effort, and you, you're scared from that amount yeah. of work. You know yeah. what I mean? But I find that just with everyone. That's why when I talk to people, like, I always end up having these conversations where I'm sort of like, you need to find the balls. And take action. It's not as simple as like, oh, it's all going to work for you. No, you create it. You have to create these opportunities. And these opportunities, and at the same time too, the ego is not going to like a lot of these things. Like, if I look back now, like I was a, not that I disrespected the forklift driving job. It was a great job for uni and all that type of stuff. And if anyone who doesn't want to um, study or happy for a good wage and that type of stuff, it's an excellent job because it's actually, you don't sweat, you just drive but if, you, if I want to talk to ego, I was never a forklift driver. Mm. Like I was, I'm a great human being. I'm a businessman always, right? Mm. And I knew that I couldn't sit there forever because I knew who I wanted to be. So I'm like, cool, I went to uni. I studied. Uh, then I'm like, cool, I want to be this. Uh, cool, I, have, I don't have time because I still have a full-time job. I need to be, I need to start taking clients in the afternoon. Mm. So, and I'm like, cool, I need an extra day because I need this day to transition. Then I got rid of the forklift job. Now I'm into a new field. Do you get me? And now I'm in this new field making as much money as I'm making in the forklift driving. But I'm like, cool, I need to expand my business. What do I need to do? I need to add more clients. I need to work seven days. Mm. Cool, I can't afford. I want to get here in the next two years. I have to work two years straight. Yeah. Like there's sacrifices you got to make, but you have the balls to make this effort. Like there's, this is the process why people don't want to make these jumps because I'm like, you, it's not that important to you. As simple as that. Yeah, it's something that interesting you brought up because what – what I was thinking about is like people are doing like what I've observed is that people um, that have have that tendency to be like, Oh, I'm not getting what I'm due. They're kind of doing the minimum requirements and they believe that time served equals growth where it's not, it's intention and intention and, and exertion of energy mm. and smart exertion of energy that equals growth. I think there's a, there's this, this predated thing of, just this misconception that oh yeah cool I've been here for this long I should be here they're like ticking the boxes doing the th doing the little things as opposed to you need to be making change in order for yourself to change for the better mm. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong and I, I just find it most like because I know that it's not I will always speak out of what what I understand what I understand and my 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 field but I've heard electricians, I've heard other people in the fields, they've experienced the same thing. They're like, no one wants to, no one wants to work. Mm. I wonder, I, 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 like people are talking about, others are talking about, you know, it's where people haven't had to work for, for, for much. Like they had the whole payout thing. I'm like, yeah, cool. That could have something to, to do with it. 
I think the other thing too is like COVID really stuffed it up but in a way it's sort of like, it's good for businesses, but <clears throat> if I was a business owner mm. and I just said that I'm paying lease for a building in the city, yeah. right? I'm paying X amount to have people work here because we all need to work together because communication is just a lot quicker this way. Yeah, But because they realize everyone can do their work from home, mm. like, don't get me wrong, it's, you can work from home, it's very, you're blessed, it's good. Yeah. But just I'm just speaking as a business owner, I was just like, now, if you don't, if you can't work from home, I don't want to work for you. Mm. You got that mentality. See, but everyone's going to this thing and sort of like, no, I want this because they've like, it's just getting a little bit funny. Like everyone's mm. trying to like, it's like they're trying to avoid the hard work. And I understand. Look, if you work, drive to the city, you live out west this way or in the mountains, yeah, more than likely stay home. If you can do your job, stay home. But I'm, try, I'm just trying to say the example of just like, like everyone's just like, no, this is what I'm used to. This is my yeah. what I'm entitled to. But you know, you think too with uh, this younger generation, because I think it's the younger generation that you're talking about. Yeah. And these all these bosses that no one wants to work because I don't know, is there, it, you would say it's a, I grew up with the mentality of you still had to hustle. You know what mm. I mean? It's just like my biggest thing now is what I want to indicate. It's like where you should worry is how long you're hustling for. Mm. Like if you've been working seven days a week for the last five years, there's something wrong. Yeah. But unless that's because it's towards the 10 year plan you created, different story. Mm. But if you're five year, if it was, you had a two year plan and you're working like that for five years, something's wrong. Mm. You, you've not hit the nail on the head because your numbers aren't adding up or yeah. that effort to workload and to- It's not uh, smart exertion of energy. Yeah, exactly. All those things that you said, yeah. it's not really hitting the key on all three things. But then you got this other thing too. So I've noticed it's like everyone's entitled. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's just from the upbringing from a different generation because that's it's not what I've been raised up to I, be. I, I think it's like, I don't think it's just like, obviously, you know, how they're raised as well. I think there's also a community in which we, we don't, no one really talks about is- our children raising each other, you know, our, the, the, the kids raising each other. It's like, it's not just on the parents. It's also on on other things, um, whether it be the news and the media and stuff. They, these, these things are mentoring our kids as well. And also the kids are being like, how quickly is it to be like when we're kids, we're like, if we want something, like, oh, I want that PS1. Oh, well, well, Cameron Cameron's parents let him have the 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 PlayStation One, you know that that kind of thing like that it would play a part in, well that I'm owed that that entitlement because they mirror it from other people they mirror it from their peers because I find I find that conversation real weird because I remember I got an Xbox for Christmas and I was like generally are you okay <laughs> <laughs> I was just like I was like are you guilty what you do. <laughs> Who'd you kill? Wait, are all my birthdays cancelled <laughs> after like, this? I was like, is this the gift for the next five years? Anyway. <laughs> I continue back on your point. Yeah, yeah, no. So I just, I feel, I feel like there's, yeah, I think there's, you know, people can raise certain things, but I, I always also very careful not to point fingers at other parents as well. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're doing a bad job. I don't think they're realizing what they're doing. Yeah. It's, that's, that's the thing. It's sort of like, yeah. because you got these other things like someone like me, Right. If you were to look at my upbringing, I would, you'd think I would go into the person who would provide everything for the kid for the kid who didn't have it all. Compensating for right? it. Right. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time too, I, I see it different because I saw the importance of earning what you what you have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I realized nothing grows on trees. Yeah. You got to earn it. I don't want my kid to be like, just because I got it all doesn't mean 
you get it all for free just because I'm trying to fulfill a void of something I lacked as a kid. Yeah. I'm like, no, you got to, like Ari's going to earn it too. I'm going to show how to earn it. And I see effort, like I always reward effort. Even to this day, if you're just a friend, I reward yeah. effort. Like if I see people doing the seven days a week or working extra hours to be true to free businesses, I'm like, I encourage them. If anything, I'm like, bro, keep hustling. It's going to pay off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. I'm like, I'll let you know. I see your effort. Like, yeah, put yeah, on yeah. your brother, pat on the back. Like you G me up to stay motivated to do what I want to do. Um, but that's another important thing too, is the tribe. Mm. It isn't up to the parents. It's like, you got to, I think this is why we're going to be wary of who we hang around all the time. Like we'll have this conversation always yeah. loops. It's sort of like, who's the people you're around? Because if you're wondering why you can't take the jump sometimes yeah. and you're looking for that external source, because sometimes we do rely on, we do rely on relationships and people around us to sort of give us the push. Like I do, I'll admit it, I do. Like I like to be around people who like, like I said, those people who are doing that stuff. Yeah. Me watching them is motivating me to push myself. So I'm around a good around a, a good amount of people who are sort of like making effort and I'm like saying, I'm like, oh, he can do it. I can do it. Yeah. I see the greatness in him. I can see the greatness in me. Yeah. Because I don't think we're, we're friends. Like I'm hanging out with you for a reason because I feel like we're at equal. Yeah. So it's motivating in that sense, right? Why, if you're in a if you're in a place, this is more of an advice than anything. If you're in a place where you're just like, you just don't feel confident yep. in taking any plunge, maybe it's not you because you want to do it, but you're looking for the push. Maybe you're not around the right people who can motivate you. I'm not saying it's up to them too. It is always up to you. But I'm sort of like, just be maybe observe and be like, am I in the right space for growth? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying get rid of people, but like, ah, maybe I need to find more like-minded people. Change the tribe or get into a new tribe to stay motivated because I'm telling you, like being around the right people will always be the best thing that you do. And me, I always try and make sure that, not that everyone has a, <laughs> have a checklist for everyone, but people reach a criteria for me. Like yeah. you're so sort of like, oh, this is someone I want to be around all the time yeah. because he's inspiring. Yeah. And I want to be a part of that inspiration. I want to be around his energy because that energy is going to transition into me and I'm going to reach my greatness in some way or another. Mm. Right. But if I'm around a person who's a pessimist, mm. I can be compassionate and I like it. You might be funny because you've got dark sense of humor and I like the dark sense of humor. Like that's, mm. that shit is funny. Mm. But at the same time too, I can't hang around you too much mm. because you're a bit of a drag. Just you know I mean? Yeah, you respect the, uh, you respect your own, own energy and you respect your own, yeah, your own time as well. I think that's just, and what I'm trying to say is you just being observant of people. So like, cool, this is a person I need to be around a little bit more or maybe just observe them a little bit more. But just be, I think observation of your tribe and your and your vibe is always the best thing to do because it's sort of like, even your business, like I know for a fact being around pessimistic people mm. will limit you massively. Like you don't feel like you can have the jump because no one's doing it around you. Mm. Sometimes you need to see the example in order to take the step, you need. To, I need to watch. But I'm, I'm a. I'm a watcher. I watch people. I observe people. I see. If I see someone do something, I'm like, fuck. Okay, all right. He's doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, not that I get jealous, but I'm like, he's doing it. Yeah. I'm like, I can do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can do that because I actually I see myself in value, and I'm just like, I can do that. So if anything, it's like, thank you to that person. It's not a challenge. If anything, you're a motivator. Inspire. Like you inspired me to do something. Yeah. And they're taking me that that jump but you have to that's what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that you sometimes need to see the example of people doing it mm. you know what I mean it's like I know that happens even with all the franchisees who do it like they watched me and Matt mm. and Janae run a gym mm. right they seen us do it and I'm like wow okay I'm watching these guys do it I can do what they're doing mm. because I can see the example of how they're leading it or how they're running the show it's like 
it's not saying that we're not doing it, uh, like not saying that we're doing it easy, but I'm like, cool. I, you can picture yourself, and sometimes you you always need a bit of visual um, visualization. True, mm. it's like when you watch someone, can you do it? And if you think you can do it by watching their movement, it's easier. The next transition is a little bit easier because I'm like, okay, cool. Now you can see it. Now you can feel it. And that's when you start feeling that confidence in regards to that skill or that that next jump or that push. But beating on what I'm trying to say again, long story <laughs> short. <laughs> no, no, long no. Story, story good, short, good, long story short. Is like it's the you gotta see that. I think that's massive. That's massive. Yeah. If you don't see that, try and get yourself in opportunities. This is probably like a great place where I'm saying we go back into professional development. Mm. We around these people, like I saw I met this one guy. And he was just like telling me all his stuff. I'm like, oh, wow, you're exactly how I want to be. Mm. Like you've been in this game for longer. I stepped away from it, but I'm like, that's exactly how I speak. And I'm like, fuck, you're making it look cool. Mm. And I'm like, I can see myself do that because watching his action, watching his language and watching his where he's motivated, I'm like, I feel you, bro. Mm. So now I'm seeing someone do it. Which, and anything, I came back and I'm like, all right, cool. I know this works. Yep. I seen him leading it by example. I know this works. But I'm just going to do that that similar thing, my style in my area. Yeah. With my plan and my dreams. Do you get me? So it's that's what I'm trying to say with the whole vibe thing. It's like, yeah, cool. If you don't have that, step into that zone. Yeah. Because it's not up to the parents. It's not up to the friends. It's always up to you. But it's always nice being in a space that actually pushes you without you realizing it. Yeah. And I think that's 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 important to point out too. When you're, when, you know, you're talking about, you know, choosing, try choosing the people. And we're talking about empowering you to be fulfill your future self. And as as confronting as it might sound, is the best way to reach empowerment is to see and point out and observe how you're disempowering yourself. Mm. And most often than not, it's the choices that you make, you make, that are disempowering you. And one of those choices being the choice to be around certain people for a certain amount of time. <clears throat> on the choice to choose who you want to be with who's going to complement that future version of yourself because it's quite often than not that we find ourselves being like being like oh i can't do that that's and next thing you know it's like you realize like if you were to really reflect and be by yourself mm. for a moment you're like actually that's that guy per talking that's not actually me but i'm gonna still cont continue hanging out with that person or not, and like you said, not cutting someone out completely. It's just okay, cool. Well, that person's like, yeah, cool. We've been friends. There's a value there, but that value is, yeah, we have memories. We have, you know, we have a laugh and stuff. Mm. But memories and having a laugh will not get you to a point of professional or personal growth and excellence that you want to achieve. I think even when over that, all right, there's two things I'm going to say about that. Um, well, if you're going to go that deep. And on top of that, no, it's not much. I don't part. go. I don't go deep. <laughs> like if you're gonna sit, if you're gonna go say sit with it, yeah. wonder why you stop because there is limiting factors. Because it's like I even look back at things of like, like the reason why I started doing all this personal development stuff because I like I saw how long it took me to make jumps. Yeah. And like why wait three years when I can take twelve months? Yeah. Do you get me? If I have the right plan, right dialogue, the right conversations, and mm. um, vulnerable enough to explore things properly. I can make choices in three months, but if I left it up for myself, I dabble in it. Yep. And it takes me three years and be like, all right, cool. Finally, I put my foot down and say, this is what I want. Mm. Three years later, where I'm like, people can accelerate that. 
yeah. right? If you sit down and reflect a little bit more, this is where we originally started this whole podcast in this sense. My, yeah. my thing was where like being aware sooner yeah. than later because you don't want to have to go back and be like, I could have done it. You know, we do it all the time. Yeah. And we're like, oh, man, I'm loving life now. I just wish I did this three years ago. Three, ago, three years ago, you weren't ready. But if you de- personally develop yourself a lot more and a lot more and work on yourself and understand yourself, I think you can fast forward that because you can have proper conversations quicker, mm. be vulnerable enough to be like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this jump. What do you think? Why some people won't even tell them about their dreams. Not saying you have to tell everyone your dreams, but like have that conversation to explore. See how it feels when you speak about them. Mm. Because things don't really make sense until you energetically put energy towards it. Yeah, It's like if you keep it in your head, it's not the same. Yeah, But if you verbalize it, or you do something physical with it, it's like, how does that feel? Mm. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a person who, um, I'm aware of myself that I make decisions based off conversation. Yep. And like, sometimes I talk and then when I say it out loud, I'm like, ah, nah, I got my decision. It just felt right. Mm. Why some people sort of like use their gut instinct or they they lead with their heart. And heart's a bit, uh, a bit dangerous, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> but they lead with their gut. So their instinct comes from their belly. Like they're like, oh, you know, they tell you to sit with it. Like, how do you feel from that? Like, um, I don't feel sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it feels, no, I don't know how they feel in the gut. I don't feel, I'm not a gut instinct person. <laughs> I'm, I'm mental. I'm very mental. Yeah. But I come to realize my mental comes out and projects in, this is me, learning myself and when I realized that I'm like hey I saw then I linked back and I'm like that makes sense because it's when I have the conversations with people do things feel right and I've always and, and I've had conversations too where I've noticed where I'm like I'll say something not nah, in the conversation that's it I know where I'm going yeah, yeah and I yeah. leave people halfway through a conversation to start doing something yeah, because I'm yeah. just like that felt right yeah all this self-dialogue in my head felt right because I said it out loud yeah but I got myself to that point realizing conversation is a massive thing for me. Everyone's got their thing that feels right for them, for them to help make choices. But you need to explore that personal development. And then that there, knowing that the power of conversation for me yeah, and having the right people to communicate to could save me three years. Mm. I could make a jump in 12 months mm. and then enjoy two years of reward. Yeah, You get me? <clears throat> and then the other point to that was... Um, was in regards to that transition and all that type of stuff, it's like, to me, it's, you need a level of importance. Mm. If it's not important to you, if you don't create high urgency on it, you're not going to try and pursue it. You know what I mean? There's a level of urgency that you need to have to it. You need to have some form of importance. It's like sticking to a diet. If there's not, it's like if it's, you don't think it's important, you're not going to stick to it. Mm. You know what I mean? Sticking to training. If you don't think it's important, something you feel like you should do, not that you have to do or you need to do, you're not going to stick to it. Mm. Like me, it's like there's a level of importance with training. I will never stop it. Mm. There's a level of importance of dieting because I know how it makes me feel. And now because I hurt my back, there's the importance of mobility and flexibility that as much as I teach it, I don't do it for myself, but I hurt myself. I've had enough. It's a level of importance because I don't want to feel like this anymore. Mm. When it comes to changing career, there's a level of importance because I don't want to work for anyone anymore. Do you get me? Or there's a level of importance that I want to be in a place in the field in an industry that I enjoy. I don't want to be in the warehouse or I don't want to be, I'm not dissing warehouse, sorry guys. But I'm like, I don't want, you know what it is. I think I find a lot of people in the warehouse industry that stay there because of the money's good. Mm. But it doesn't bring fulfillment to you. Mm. But there needs to be a level of importance of like, as long as I make the same money and doing something that fulfills me, that's where I want to be. You make the transition. I think the level of having importance to whatever decision that you make, big choices is super important. Like a lot of people like, they want to do all these things and they talk about it. But the reason I make it because it's not that important. I think it's um, one way I, I kind of with, with with say my team and I asked I said I asked them what excites you, 
Um, what excites you? Like, if you were to wake up and what would excite you to get out of bed? Uh, and that's normally an indication of what you need to have. And then I follow up with, all right, so what do you have to say no to so you can say more yes to that? Um, and this is this is a highly personal question for them. Like I'm like if it was the fact that they'd be like, oh, I have to say no to this job. Sweet, no worries. Mm. Let's be honest with yourself. Let, let's smart. Let's smart quick and be like, well, what don't you like about it? What isn't it? What isn't you know? Is it the, the role or is it you just want to take a step back? You know, give them an opportunity to be like, well, this is that because at the end of the day, people try and hold on to people as much, as long as they can right now because. People don't want to work. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, I think it breeds, if you try and hold on to people that are in a particular, in your in your um, your business, that don't want to be there, it's going to create a less desirable, um, less desirable culture in there anyway. So yeah, cool. It could be a short-term win. You actually feel that part of, of your team and their responsibilities. But it hemorrhages you because... That person doesn't want to be... No one wants to be working alongside someone who doesn't want to be there. Because mm. most often they're not, then they've checked out. It's like... It's called a, a, a quiet uh, quiet resignation. Is they start checking out, then next thing you know, what happens when someone else checks out? Someone else has to pick up the slack. Then they get sick of it. Then they mm. check out. And it's a, just a ripple effect. So that's why... And sometimes um, asking those questions is, is super important. So I, I, I probably urge i i think there's yeah there's definitely people that don't want to work um and i think there has to be some meeting in the middle because i know some businesses are working really hard but like sweet we know that we might have done it wrong or the industry's done it wrong and we may need to make sure that people don't do over their, their set amount of hours and come to party and stuff but i also think that the the employee also has to come to the party too as opposed to being like, oh, I want this now, and be real open and honest about their progression. But to enter that is like things that I ask my team is how is this role in, um, how is this role impacting your mental health? They might not answer that straight away because it's quite intrusive conversation. But at least you know by asking that question, then then they're like, well, this person's thinking about me. So if I did feel comfortable having that conversation, I know that that person would be that someone that would show interest in it. Mm-hmm. Um, also asking, you know, what what excites that person and what they'd have to say and what excites them and what fulfills them. Um, even though you people might not know what that answer is, you ask a question and they'll probably start thinking about it over and over. And if they can ask these high quality questions to themselves, then maybe they can align themselves with something that does it. and maybe it is still the work. Maybe it's still the job that they, they got, but they have a new lease on life kind of thing. You know what, too? Like, that's stemming another thing, <clears throat> another part of that, too. And it's like, yeah, you, they got the employee and all that type of stuff that you're saying, and I do agree. And I think that's super important because, yeah, that, that ricochet of negative energy does play a role. And then one person's, I've seen it, trust me. Yeah. I've seen it. And I'm, I feel, I, I, I get frustrated, too, if I feel like I'm doing someone else's work, getting paid the same amount. I don't care. I'll do double the work if you pay me double the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair is fair. But yeah. if, you're, if I'm making double the work and getting paid the same wage, yeah, the level of resentment is going to keep up. It's mm-hmm. human nature. It's natural. We don't feel like we're getting our worth, right? Yeah. But I think... I think, you know what, when I think about that too, because I'm just, when you bring up that conversation, I'm starting thinking about the conversations that I've kind of had and I've been observing as well from 
in just hearing employees as well, I'm like, I think, and I'm a victim of this too, being a boss, like being a being an owner of situations where I feel like, but not to a degree where I don't feel like I haven't done it, but I really believe I see it some way in other places where people have, they start up businesses as investors to all these things and like, mm. and there's bosses, there's someone running the show, but then there's like, no, I'm the boss. I don't get behind the bar. I'm the boss. I don't clean this place. I'm the boss. I don't serve customers. Mm. Like I just manage people. Mm. Do you get me? And that's, and that's a massive problem. We spoke about this before. There's a, there's, yeah. a, there's a massive problem there too, because if you're not showing people leadership mm-hmm. by effort, they're not going to, there's always going to be like, if I saw my boss putting just as much work as me, mm. you're not going to hear a fucking peep out of me. Because I'm like, no, he's out here putting the amount of effort too. He cares as much as me. He knows he's trying to help me because if like if no one steps up, it all goes to us. Mm. Then you create this like I think you neutralize a lot of problems in the in the workspace when you see the boss stepping up to it. Like and they'll understand too, like, oh, he can't work every day, he's the boss. Mm. But at the same time, too, you see him step in when he needs to step in or her. And I think that's super important. I'm more talking now to the to the owner, to the investor, to be like don't leave it up to the employees because if you leave it up to the employees, you're going to create this dynamic in everything where it's like you and me separation. You know what I mean? We're not we're kind of like, we're not a team anymore. Yep. And then this is where a lot of problems, I believe a lot of problems can be solved where it's all like, cool, I understand you, blah, blah, blah. Bosses are busy and people when you get into the investing game is busy. But at the same time too, if you're wondering why you have them down for and this thing is like, hey, look back and reflect as you as a boss, can I help more? Mm. What can I do to help my employees? I'm like, cool. I'm like, I got some time. I can jump behind the bar. I can drop my ego. It is my mm. business. I created it. Um, probably should stop talking about hospitality like I know. But <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you're right. But um, you're right. But it's just like, oh yeah, this place needs cleaning. Like, man, I'm like, I was cleaning bathrooms and stuff at the gym because yeah. I'm like, it's my place. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's my responsibility. Like, it's my standard, my integrity. When the members walk into this place, I want them to feel like they have a clean facility. Mm. I'm already working my trainers to the ground. Yeah. Well, say I'm not, I'm not, not, not training. Yeah, training I know. Slaves, but they're doing they, burpees. They're do- <laughs> the boys are doing. The lads are doing their work. I got yeah. some free time. I'm not gonna go tell them to clean after they had a busy day i'm like cool it's going to take me x amount of time or what i'm going to do is get a cleaner to come and clean it take work off them you know what i mean like yeah. yeah it might be an expense but the quality yeah i'm not chasing new employees or panicking about employees or now having to work four times the amount because ever i left because i didn't want to step up in one role yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's an, uh, another thing that another perspective that people in this like thing can take it's like cool maybe it might not be the employee's got a role mm-hmm. i think the owner and the boss has a role or the manager has a role yeah you wonder why people aren't coercing with you because I think sometimes it might be because you're a manager who delegates but doesn't doesn't lead. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't show by example because I don't feel like I if I, this is just my personal thing. If I see effort, I give you effort back. Mm. Always, it's like a friend. If an effort if friend goes halfway, you always go the other half. And what happens to a friend who goes the whole way and the other one doesn't meet? Yeah, you eventually stop talking to that friend, right? Or yeah. put some distance between it. Yeah, it's a relationship thing at the end of the day, is it not? You do it with a romantic partner. You do it with a friendship. You do it with family. Yeah, everyone needs to meet halfway. If you meet me halfway, mm. I'm like we're always going to have a great relationship. But one's gone more than the other. There's always going to be that friction. Yeah, and that's human nature. That goes that goes in all forms of relationships. You know what I mean? So I think that's what people need to be wary of as well. Yeah, and I think that's where we sort of I'm more just reminding the the owner. Yeah, like yeah, you're the owner, but yeah, you're that's your team. Yep. They're not your slaves. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely, 
they're not they don't they don't they, don't, they work with you not for you yeah, yeah if you can have that mentality i think you have a, a lot greater culture because i've seen the greatest cultures are the ones where the boss is involved um the employees are working alongside the boss um and all that type of stuff like i think like the best work cultures where there's like a family like everyone does that part where they meet each other and help each I other think, out i think that's where and i'll probably re it, it like touch on that working for i'd be like they don't work for you they work for the team i think it's very important to to, to really identify that people will work for something that's bigger than themselves and that big that thing that's bigger than themselves can't be you because if it was you that thinks it's bigger then that's an ego and people don't follow that. And you know another thing too, but you gotta realize when you set up a business and you deal with it like uh, just to calm these business owners down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you set up a thing, you don't no, you're not the company. Mm. You work for the company at the end of the day. You're just the person who receives the profit benefits. Yeah. But <clears throat> the company pays tax. There's a whole identity. You aren't the company. Mm. Like you are a separate, you work for the company just as much as an employee works yeah, for a company. I understand. <coughs> the yeah. difference is you're entitled to different different things from the company. So I think yeah. that <clears throat> these people got to realize it's like drop your ego. You still work for the same company. Mm. You work for whatever company you created. That business is like, you aren't that business. You run help run the business, but you aren't the business. So when you like separate yourself, you work for that as well. That's um. That's probably a, a definitely a deeper conversation of where we you identify yourself as. Like I am this. Like, no, you, and that's the difference of wearing masks and wearing hats. Mm. It's like, you're like, oh, cool. Well, I'm still me. But I think a lot of people, because you, when you first open a business, like your blood and sweat goes into it and, and all your energy. And you create a deep connection to it. Yeah, 100%. That. And I think that's, you know, but that can also be misplaced in a way where it forgets other things. Like next thing, I've seen it in hospitality, for instance, where, family gets neglected and stuff because they're like oh i have to do this i'm like yeah but remind yourself why you're doing it for like i made sure like i last week was a big week and i made sure i, I was like the thing that i want most is to go spend time with dante and, and faith so yesterday we i'm like it doesn't matter what needs to happen um we're gonna go to wentworth falls go to the lake there and, and have a good time which we did and i think in the past where I've had resentment towards the industry or, um, or where I worked was because I didn't give myself that, that permission. Mm. And I think it's very important to identify you need to be okay if this current role was gone tomorrow. Mm. And if you're not, then you probably have to do some work as far as being to come to terms with like you need to be okay with I, I need to be okay with not being a group operations manager i need to okay be okay with not having necessarily having a, a career tomorrow which i am it'll be it'll, it'll be sucky like but i also know like oh cool i could be a bartender anyway i could do this i could do whatever i will make do but it's it's, it's very important that this what i'm doing at the moment to earn wage is not all of me it's just something that you do yeah something that i do not something that i am yeah because you're not going to go when you part like i like to go straight down to i like to reflect of what's going to happen on the day that i die because yeah. tomorrow you might not be around i understand you could, anything can happen anything can happen tomorrow yeah legit anything can happen in this afternoon not to scare you guys but like it's legit like you want to live your life with integrity when you go down they're not going to say oh blah 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 nixon 
or whatever company you are, that's the, that's your tombstone. Yeah, yeah 100%. No, it's not that. They're going to talk to you as a person. You as a yeah. person is separate from whatever you do. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? definitely, like, if someone's doing my eulogy, I don't want someone to be like, oh, yeah, so he was able to get this KPI. He did really well getting these targets and he, had a, he was able to have a, a, a team of this, this, this size. I wanted to talk about the human that I was. Yeah. And so why... Why do we kind of put so much importance in the things that we don't want on our eulogy? Ah, oh, it's crazy. Like, it's because we it's just the normal that we download that we have to do this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's 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 a it's a, it's a part of life, part of the living, like human experience. But it's not mm. all of it. Like, it's just that's just a parts for us. That is just a means to an ends for us to create a better experience. You know yeah, what definitely. I mean? But. Yeah, I think that's another thing that we have to be wary of, just to separate yourself from that. Like, just get yeah. rid of it. You aren't that. Yeah. Like, no one's going to be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I think this is where we get complacent. I think everyone just sort of like just gets so – if you are walking around thinking that you are the company, fuck it, oh, you got some work to do, bro. Yeah, I understand. And I think I've, I've you know, I've felt that way even in this current job and like, ah, cool. And then you just check yourself. You just get more frequent in checking yourself. Mm. And if that's something, I know that if you're listening to this and this is a foreign concept to you and that you kind of really don't, you know that you've kind of accepted it or taken on board what we've been saying when you feel a little bit lighter. Like, I think it's the same time too, even as an employee or even as someone who, we do this all the time. It's like, I think people can do this even in, um, they take a responsibility. All right, cool. I'm the soccer coach or yeah. the or the coach, and my I've taken this responsibility, and now you feel guilty for not being there on the weekend games because you're at a family event or something like that. We there's ways that we do this, yeah. and we're sort of like, oh no, I'm the coach. Oh no, you just you coach kids. Like, yeah. You aren't the coach. That's not you. You know you know what I mean? Like we do it in so many different ways. You can do it in any responsibility. I think we sort of it's one of those things of dissociating yourself from that responsibility as well yeah. is to be like, hey, I'm allowed to enjoy my life and keep that separate. That's a yeah. separate world. That's a Monday to fr Friday. It doesn't have to be Saturday, Sunday. Mm. Do you get me? Like, so it's to sort of dislocate yourself from that responsibility and not feel guilty for enjoying time with your family. I think when you start feeling guilty for what you're doing, you need to start checking that out because I'm like, why do you feel so responsible for not yeah. keeping up? And then if you do that and you allow yourself to fight fall victim to that, you're not going to enjoy life because you can't, be in the moment because you're living in another and I think another that's, realm of thought. I, and I think that's also touching on a, an interesting point about being serious, taking yourself seriously. And with something that we've discussed and we saw we saw someone that we respect, um, we've been to a workshop of his too, Kerwin Ray, talks about this, this new <laughs> epidemic of people that take spirituality um, as a way to build social credibility and you know, to be open and 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 vulnerable with it i was like fuck maybe i've done that too like say we're creating space as well um and you notice that like we have you know our frequency dropped from you know once a week to, to every fortnight well the fact of this is something that we do that we enjoy to do just have a talk but there's no yeah cool it'd be great if um it'd be great if you know we had like so many so many so many viewers uh, listeners as well um but it's also great how it is now you know where we can come together and taking away i don't know about you but i've taken away that pressure of having to like taking ourselves so seriously and give people advice and stuff or or feel like we need to deliver a certain thing i'm like this makes this more enjoyable for me 
it keeps it more raw, more real. Yeah. And then it's like, it's just, yeah, it's exactly what it was meant to be at the start more yeah. so. Yeah. Like just two lads having a conversation, giving their perspective of life. And then if people take the conversation, they might yeah. take something away. Like this conversation might be right, right what you needed to hear today. Like yeah, exactly yeah. what you needed to hear today. Yeah. Why, if you go back to a couple other episodes, it might be the same thing too. Or you might be on the same journey as us, like with the back and forth. Because yeah. I think we're all, everyone's in a similar, it's funny too, because not, just because we're having this conversation mm. doesn't mean it doesn't relate to another conversation. It's like the main core of it was the whole fact that we fall victim to a responsibility that mm. we believe that is our image or our yeah. our being our our reason for existing is to maintain this responsibility that it, as much as it values you it's sort of like it's not you yeah it's not you as a human being you aren't that role yeah like you're nixon i'm charlie yeah. you participate yeah in that role you know what i mean it's like it it all goes hand in hand like it's just like you just got to be a little bit different and see how that works in for you but the main you just got to see the core topics of it but it's true what you were saying yeah yeah 100 no, and i think um probably the thing that I've taken away from that is when you're sharing, share share for someone else's benefit, not for your own vanity. I think that's the, that's the main main reason for it. Um, you know, how, how do you like to think? I like to think about it as if I was me back then. Mm. It's almost like I'm talking to my old version of myself. I'm, yeah. like I'm saying things that I needed to hear out loud mm. that I wish someone told me. Yeah, definitely. That's how I speak. So when yeah. I'm saying like it's like it's not so much I'm telling you things. I'm like I'm more speaking about things that I needed to hear. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And then that might just ring a bell in your head right now, where it'd be like, "Cool, I'm up to where you're at, or yeah. I'm at where Charlie was three years ago." Yeah, I get that. I'm at that stuck sticking point. Yeah, I'm talking to that version of me. Yeah, it's almost like well, even when you do the healing work, it's like, uh, they, like if you ever get into, ever anyone gets into the whole spiritual work, it's like. And then um, it's a great book to sort of kind of understand what I'm talking about is when you go back to what I, I mentioned to you to have a listen to, but it's like, it's not so much when you look at someone to their, what they are today, you don't think of them. We shouldn't think of them as what's wrong with them. Yeah. We should be going, what's happened to you? Yeah. Because what's happened to you in your past experience in your past life or in the years that come before has led you to this point. If we can understand what's happened before, we can understand the person now. Mm. So if we can be a little bit more compassionate and understand that this is something that's happened through environment, upbringing, or just um, just downloads from, who knows, parents or whatever, just experience. Yeah, and I think that's even handy. Like, you didn't even have to ask that question, but you can be like, as opposed to how powerful and how much of a change of perception where it's more compassionate to other people, be like, fuck, what's wrong with you? To, oh, wonder what's happened to you. Yeah, it's compassion. I see the judgment in the first one. hundred yeah, percent. Like, you know, and then if you can ask yourself that, then you're like, well, you can kind of let that go kind of thing. It's like, almost too, when you, if you do come in that sense, you do come to that level of compassion, you actually almost release the whole, you can't come in with judgment because you actually like genuinely, if you're actually able to say that, that's what happened to you. I wonder what happened to you. See them as a human, then more than an obstacle. Yeah. Then you seem like, and then you, there's a level of like love that comes into that because you, there's a level of care that you're just like, I really want to know what's happened. So... Mm. Because you want to understand because you feel their pain or their, their limit or some way or another. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, anyways, go back to Yeah, so that's a great book if you want to understand that. It talks what about was it, what, uh, was it called? what happened to you by Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Bruce Perry. Yep. Honestly, great book. Audio book's even better. Yeah. Um, but it just gives you an example of like everything like what I'm trying to say when I'm talking back to me three years ago. Mm. It's like we always got to go back and understand ourselves back then yep. to create change now 
Yeah. You get me? We're always going to understand why am I doing, why am I like in the present day now? Why is this happening? Why can't I do this? Or why is this going well for me? Like this is more stuff to do with, I reckon, if everything's going right, just try and get better. Yeah. But I feel like this is the type of stuff that you should go back when things aren't flowing right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, why isn't things flowing right in this direction in my life? Like yeah. I feel the restrictions. I feel like, but I'm always falling in the same pattern. I'm falling into the same situation. I'm just doing the same cycle. You got to go back into your life and be like, all right, cool. What's led me to this point to repeat this? Mm. If you can understand what's happened in the past, you're able to break that cycle because you're like, ah, I get this. Mm. This is why I do this. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then you come into a bit of an understanding and compassion where you're so like, cool. It's not like, like I'm talking back to myself about things I needed to hear because these are the things I discovered about myself that released me to make change. Mm. Do you get me? And with this book, it like oh, this is a perfect book to get into this whole segue. It's just the whole fact that like we need to get into this type of understanding of ourselves and come to realize it goes very, very, very way back. And this is where we are. Did we speak about, I'm not sure, we're just going to tear just on the But the importance of parenting, yeah. like leading and managing, like yeah. even this as a boss, like this is that same perception of a boss. Like yeah. that's you and the family in a way. So like there's a difference too when we, uh, me and Nixon were talking at, like this on the side note of our show. So like as a parent, it's so important, like, Everything from this, like even us from now, we're, we're a construct and we're built up from our experience from zero to 30 for me. Mm. And everything happened before then. But in the book, they talk about this mad major part of it's the most important parts of and anyone who goes into whole childhood stuff and um, child psychology and um, all that type of stuff is like, and the reason I've dived into it because I see an importance for um, being the best version and being the best parent for my child mm. And it all comes down to from zero, from when they're born mm. to about six years old. We will develop our our views and beliefs yeah. on how we are how we exist in this world by that age. Yeah. So if the, you're gonna live a very like you've got to be super important super important. What I'm trying to say, I'm talking to the parents now. It's super important to be like, how am I, how am I treating my kid? What am I doing? in this time because I think we're going to neglect this part because it's like, he's just a boy. Mm. He's just a little kid. They don't know any better. Mm. But I'm like, they're picking up everything. They're watching your body language. They're watching the way you talk to people. They're, walk, they're watching the way um, we just, how you move in life, mm. how you treat them, the energy you project to them, the sounds that you give them, the, the way you move. Like, it's just so much Intent that we're downloading. Intentionality is something why, as well. Yeah, well, it's, it's different too. And I'll give you the best example to understand. This is sort of like, if you're a person who's afraid of dogs, mm. just say the kid's between zero to six, yep. and you jump and you run away and walk away from a kid, naturally this kid's going to develop something. You didn't teach this kid this. They observed it. So they, the kid's going to get to a point where they're like, I don't know why, but I'm hesitant around a dog. Mm. Because I've been taught to watch my guard around a dog, even though this dog might be the most loveliest dog in the world. Yeah, this is another thing that, and then we bring up to another point where they talk about racism. I go, racism. You don't wake up and you're a racist. Mm. Racism is learnt by being watching it around you. You know what I mean? You don't wake up and say I'm Chinese. Yeah, you learn Chinese. These are things that we learn. So that's why it's super important to be like, what's happened to you back then to lead you here? Because these are things that you learnt from experiences of your life. So if you can sort of understand this concept, you'd be like, cool, like it's not their fault. It's not even my fault for me being who I am. It's just, just my situation. Irrational fears are probably probably stem from um, lack of communication of vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then that's like, and so if you can understand that type of stuff, I can't believe we had a tangent we went on this. <laughs> but uh, but when I talk to myself and when I'm speaking on the microphone going through forward, I'm like, I'm just like, I'm happy to be speaking what I know now as if I'm speaking to myself and just, if anything, just more just reinforcing my growth or reinforcing my direction or just reinforcing. I think it's just a nice compassionate conversation because where I was, I know someone, someone is, mm. you know what I mean? Like, and where I'm going to be, it's like with someone will be as well. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's where, so like, that's the beautiful thing about this conversation now. So we're just talking about part of our journey from where we were to where we are. Yeah. And then you might feel some resonance to this story because you might be at that point yeah. or you might've went through that same experience. And for us to understand, for us to be saying that we understand you, mm. there's nothing better than human connection, man. Like it's, it's someone to say that I understand you Yeah. without saying anything else by sharing this story. I feel understood. Mm. It's releasing as well. If our yeah, if our sharing was to be like, say, give you permission to be like, fuck yeah, that's that validates me. Yeah, that's a win. That one massive. I, one of my biggest things is my through my whole last twelve months is hearing stories, letting other people stand and look. When they say they have a similar thing, I'm like, I get it. I'm like, oh man, I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And that there is very relieving. Like if you honestly read that book, guys, it's um, audio books even better because it's the conversation between Oprah and Dr. Bruce and they just like, mm. the way they talk about it, it's not too smart. It's very, um, because Oprah's coming in with like, you know, Oprah, Oprah is a great interviewer and she's coming mm. in with like, just really bringing the breast out of Dr. Bruce Perry. And then yeah. it's just, like, and then even he's just like, because he's been spent so many years of trying to like, because he's been working with Oprah, he talks in a bit, I don't know if you would say he's like in the form of entertainment. So it's like a little bit, easier to understand he's not yeah. just coming in with this like i remember i was listening to jordan b yeah <laughs> peterson and man bro he was just throwing bombs at me left and right so I was like, oh, let me yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, give me some yeah, time to digest yeah, that yeah, yeah. that it took me too long like that took me so long to get halfway through like, um to finish that podcast i'm not that audio book just because of the fact that it was just so much information in short time and if my focus wasn't there yeah it was a bit too hard to comprehend but anyways yeah that book i highly recommend it love it just to understand that last little bit guys yeah well, it's almost coming up to an hour. We've had many tangents, as we do. Yeah, good download there. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, I guess takeaways there. Uh, you know, decide to lead, not manage. Uh, both, you know, people in your business or people that you work with. Also, just yourself. Don't manage your time. Just, just lead. Lead your time and choose those people that you want to be around with. Um, I think we've touched on it before too so yeah guys keep on doing what you're doing and you're not alone see you guys love you love you bye